and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Me. Well, hey, listen, you know, we bragged so hard last week about the quality of our podcast sound. And yeah. then, and then <laughs> I had to record a retraction to put in the very beginning of the episode, walking back. But guess what? We're going to brag again. I think we finally got it down. I think we finally got it down, man. We got all the crispy sound, and, uh, and hopefully there's no retractions. <laughs> no, no. I, I promise you we'll be fine this time. But let me tell you, son, it's, <laughs> it's super janky how I've got this set up. I've got my laptop set up you know i've got my character name list all that i'm prepared <laughs> but i'm not using the laptop at all for recording purposes i'm using my phone again people yeah. I'm using my phone again because my audio jack decided to just be a jack you know what and just not work so you know yeah it's fine just playing the audio through the laptop and then it all picks up through my mic <laughs> Well, yeah, and that, that wound up being, that was the issue, is that when I, you sent me your file and everything, but when I went to listen to it, I heard myself, it was picking up from yeah. the computer, it was, yeah, it was. And I thought we were good, too, because I was watching the Zoom the entire time, yeah. you know, it's got the little audio level, I'm like, oh, it's fine, when I'm not talking, I have nothing. Yeah. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I'm not being stupid right now, we're good. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we will continue to work on a lot of this stuff as, as we go along. And, you know, uh, we, we've done quite a bit of upgrading equipment, uh, you know, in the <laughs> literal years we've been doing the podcast. Um, I think, what is our anniversary? July? Isn't it July or is it June or something? Late June? Or, we never remember it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say probably July. Yeah, uh, we let me put it this way: we we never remember it, but um, no. but yeah, I mean we we have we could, done. We could actually look that up, you know. We could just check nah. the upload date for the. I don't want to do first that. episode. Nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do that real quick. Of course, of course, the fun thing is, is the first <laughs> episode does not appear on all platforms because did pod- we upload the first to YouTube? Because well, that's what no, I'm looking okay, up. so so here's the issue: it's not on YouTube. And it, the the problem is the intro episode. The first episode when yeah. we started the book series should be up there. But the the problem was is there I don't know if they still do it, but there was a lag in Podbean that you had to wait a certain I think it was like two weeks before they started regularly posting uh, episodes. And I think that there mm-hmm. was even some trouble early on with um, the linkage. So there there's missing episodes on YouTube. I mean we. We don't get and a, just to put into perspective. YouTube has 114 episodes, and some are missing. Yeah, and, <laughs> that's and crazy the, to think about. So there, yeah, 114. We have. I think that this might be like 131, 132, something in there. Now 131, uh, two, yes, yeah, 132. Now th- there is a problem uh, because there were some episodes where we did a couple episodes a week, you know, random stuff, comic power hour that I was doing, uh, yeah. Some special stuff here and there, stuff like that. Yeah. So the, so Podbean only puts up one every seven days. So, I mean, I could go back and reupload it, but I don't care. I don't care. Listen to it on iTunes or, you know, whatever. I don't know. So we, we, we have definitely, 
you know, done a lot here, but there's still some more to do. And, and, uh, you know, because we can't really get together as much, uh, to record, we're doing with what we can, but this, we should be okay. Now we should have both mics, nice audio, all that good stuff. And, and, and away we go. Um, yeah. yeah. So now that, now that you can hear my full crisp, clear, beautiful, monotone voice, <laughs> I'm going to ask you, how's your week been? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's it's been fine. You know, it, it was just kind of a blah blah week, and you know, it, it seemed like it seems like a, a lot of people at like work have been having you know issues, health issues, and all that stuff. And like, I, I finally went to went to the doctor, went to my doctor for like you know a you know the yearly checkup that I haven't done in like two or three years. Um, the terrifying checkup where they tell you that you're dying because you don't take care of yourself. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, every, everything, everything was cool. Um, I think the last time I went in, I think, you know, she was getting, getting on about the blood pressure a little bit, but there again, there was a lot of stuff going on at the time when I was there where I wasn't necessarily as, you know, I was a little bit more stressed out at the time, but no, everything <laughs> seems to be okay. They didn't call on the blood work. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I suppose yeah. that's good. I yeah. I hope. Um, but no, you know, You're not it, dying today at least. Not today. <laughs> uh, not today. No, but you know, oh my goodness, the place is bare. You know, they're they're really, really making a, a, a real effort to decrease people volume. But it was like, yeah. it was like because the building that my doctor is in now was built new like two years ago. They built this new building and like one half is like the blood side. And the other half is like the doctor side, you know, pediatrics, family medicine, all that good stuff. And so I get sent over to the blood side and like, it's not lit up and there's just like one girl there who's doing everything. She's like the receptionist and she's drawing the blood and is like, <laughs> this yeah. seems like real janky, but I, I got to tell you the last time I had, well, okay, the last time I had, like, the real blood done, like, they take it from your arm, not like the, because blah, 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 I've gotten the finger prick stuff, little yeah. tiny bit of blood, but doing it this way, I mean, no marks, she did an awesome job, and I gotta say, and I'm that's not, rare. well, I'm not hard <laughs> to draw blood really on, rare. yeah, I'm not hard, but I remember, like, back when I was um, doing some of the, the MMA stuff, you know, you had to do blood panels before actually fighting i remember one time i just went to the health department because i was in my early 20s i didn't have money i didn't really want to go to a doctor and they did it for free there at the health department and she murdered my arm it was huge (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing oh man so yeah yeah you walk out you walk out of the place like okay people are gonna think that i'm on something because oh (laughs) goodness on my arms now yeah that happened when i was uh giving blood locally um place we grew up Mm -hmm. they have volunteers you know they get quick training for it and i just like you i'm easy to draw blood on typically you can find my veins very i'm shallow i'm very shallow so right we all know you're shallow I have I have a site map, people. It's not that hard. Yeah, <laughs> just give it to me. I'll I'll do it myself. You know, and they just they butcher you. They really do. Yeah, yeah. And I don't you, know if you're, it's you're trying to do a good thing. Hand or, yeah, 
Yeah, it's like I'm trying to be nice, and you just you just stab me thirty <laughs> times. You better give me a second cookie. Yeah, Adele. Oh, Jeez, <laughs> seriously. Um, oh, by the way, uh, July 23rd was the first chapter of Vector Prime for us. Okay, July so 23rd, 2018. It probably would have been then two weeks before that because we we put up yeah. like a, a chat episode like to introduce us. <clears throat> so there was a story with Star Wars and yeah. whatnot. So that it would yeah. I mean it would have been like the beginning of July when I probably you know like reserved or, or opened up the Podbean. So we'll just say July first. You know. Whatever. Sure. What year was it? Did it give you a year? 18. 2018. So we're going on the yeah. third year of we're the podcast. We're about to hit our third year. It's crazy. Wow. That, that, you know, wow, really? Dang. That's that's wild. And just just of curiosity, I'm also going to check while we're talking some more. 45 views on episode one. Not great, <laughs> but it's episode one, chapter one, fraying fabrics. I don't expect much. Well, th- so, there's there's nothing really on you. We don't get views on YouTube. I think the highest no, viewed uh, episode on there might have been the Dooku uh, Jedi Lost book yeah. review, and it got like maybe yeah. 200 or something like that. But there's yeah, no I mean, picture. It's It's very dismal. Yeah. It's, it's just like audio. One, three, seven. I mean, yeah, I understand that 100%. Well, you know, it, just metrically, I mean, Podbean checks the metrics from everywhere. And we, we've we actually been doing really well, at least from a metric mm. standpoint. Um, the Mando episodes were, were actually some of our more popular ones, just like initially. The cool yeah. thing, though, statistically, and this is a little bit of making the sauce, so to speak, the cool thing about like any project that I do, whether it's YouTube or podcasting, it always seems like there's like this slow but continuous build. I, I, mm-hmm. I've never really been a part of anything that just went like viral, viral, but like, you yeah. know, I, ha- I have YouTube videos that have done 40, 30, you know, 20,000 views and so forth, and everything stays really consistent. The weird thing about this podcast is it's, things just stay relatively consistent. Like certain episodes pop up in the feed and it's like, Hey, there's so many uh, views on it. It's like, what, what do you, why this is like two years old now, but it's, it continues to happen. But like a lot of our Mandalorian episodes were, were popping pretty good. And I thought that was kind of neat. Um, obviously there were a lot of people who are consuming Mandalorian and, you know, we're, we're still, we still uh, periodically get like a, new follower on Podbean and so forth because you can follow podcasts there obviously subscribe subscription um metrics I don't I don't know about Apple or Spotify like I've never really um, there are some Spotify metrics in Podbean but like all the direct stuff I, I don't really care to look at all that much but yeah it's been pretty interesting it's been pretty interesting but yeah uh, kind of a blah week. I've had, I've had to. Uh, I- I'm I'm gonna need to get a, a new pair of primary glasses. The problem is my glasses that I wear most often they're discontinued. I need that blue yeah. light blocker. I've noticed it really bad this week where I've been getting the migraines, and I have another pair. I'll grab them. I don't think you, you probably haven't seen these because again they're just a secondary pair of these big old black plastic oh ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some. There's you know some, what? Those are some of the sturdiest glasses you can get. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they, these are like the Buddy Holly nerd glasses, you know. But yeah, uh, but they're they're great because they have the blue light blocker, 
And I do notice a real difference. Like when I'm just sitting here in the office and working, I obviously having to work from home. Um, it does help. It helps me quite a bit. And I've had to do that. Yeah, more I'm looking this forward week. to I'm definitely looking forward to getting that myself. I actually have an eye appointment tomorrow. I've gone three years with the same prescription, so <laughs> well, this could be uh, night and day. <laughs> I'm pro- I'm probably right there with you. I, I should go, but I don't yeah. I don't really care. So anyway, let's just, go ahead. I and- just assume my eyes don't change in those three years because I'm an adult now. My eyes should just stay the yeah, same. Yeah, that's right. Your teeth, your bones, your back, your feet. Yeah, it yeah. all stays the same. It's fun. It's funny you mentioned that. I have actually. I still have one baby tooth. What? That I just never dealt with. What? Do you, what? Yeah, I. I don't know why. You have. Or a- it was just either that or the tooth just. It, it's weird because there's a pretty major gap between the two beside it. And it just, it's half the size. So it either, it's an underdeveloped adult tooth or a baby tooth that just never fell out. But I do need to eventually get that dealt with. It's getting looser like every day, it seems like. What? So, yeah. You never notice that? No. I, why, I'm not looking at your teeth, man. So I hear a smile for me. I need to see all your little baby teeth. What are you talking about? Well, hold what? on. I, I'll, sh- I'll show you the baby tooth right now. We'll just show do it show the all the people here. on the podcast where we don't do a... I don't know how well this is going to pick up for you, but hold on. This is so interesting for all the listeners. Was it the bottom one? Yeah, I doubt you can really Dude, see it very well, but wow. it's, it's tiny. It's tiny. <laughs> so they get, well. I don't know. I don't know. Weird, man. So, geez. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. That's That's crazy. Well, pre-HSA days, I just didn't care about it. I just... Wow. Yeah, ignored it. Yeah. Now it's like, no, I'm just gonna spend all the money on myself. Well, just get them all Treat knocked myself. out and get some new, <laughs> new fancy veneers, and you know, it'd be fine, right? Yeah, bleach them. Just bleach them. <laughs> it's funny. I never take teeth. care of my. I don't take care of my teeth, but I don't have issues with my teeth. But I didn't have a lot of sugar growing up, truthfully. Yeah, just never into popping stuff, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm well, lucky. it's not a good thing to be into at any age, really. It's just just sugar to rot your rot your soul. Well, I'm I am sure that all of our adoring fans have been just mystified by our story, but I think we, we have should patient audience, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I hope so. You guys are so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no Star Wars. It's like audience. fifteen minutes. What audience? <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine um, if we do a live chat. The comments would be like, how long do you think it'll be this time? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I, I I don't remember if we did it in our prior episode, but I, I, I want to give you guys a little bit more of a view into sort of some of the schedule that's coming up because a lot of things are going to be very much literary based because there's... What else is there? It's to do? everything this month. <laughs> so obviously today we're gonna go over another book in the New Jedi Order, and this one is Agents of Chaos to Jedi Eclipse. Uh, next week, we decided we are going to dive into comics. Uh, really, you for the first time, me, you know, back in. Uh, we are going to go over the current. Uh, main Star Wars line from Marvel. There are 10 issues out to this point, so we're probably going to blast through a lot of that, go through the story. It is a very interesting story. Um, 
I believe it, it, you know, if I, it's been some time since I've even really read them. I have a stack of things that I haven't even really read, but this is a post empire pre, um, return. So we're, we're going to go through those very interesting contents in some of those, some, some saber lore, some, you know, just some cool stuff. So that will be next week. Then the following week, we will be going back into the high Republic and that one is into the dark. So that's Claudia Gray's book. And that, that one we've been looking forward to, or at least I've been looking forward to, I don't know about you. Oh yeah. Okay. It's Claudia Gray. Of course I am. So yeah, Cla- Claudia, I mean, she has been such a, a welcome, such a welcome addition to, to the star Wars writing team. It, just really great work. Um, and then and she's finally such a nerd just watching all the documentaries. She's such yeah. a nerd. It's great. It's great. So then after that, we are actually going to finally get into resistance. And so this would be recording probably on the 20th of the month, but we will be going over season one of resistance. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, we're going to power through it. And see what it's all about, and then maybe March or April we'll go through season two. But it is one of those things that we just never, we never watched. I've never watched it's the it. it's the art style for me. It's one hundred percent the art style. <laughs> well, and and plus when it was actually airing, I believe it was just on like the Disney Channel, and I haven't had cable in years, and I never felt the need to. So mm-hmm. I just never watched it. I didn't even, well, I mean, I probably could have found it somewhere. I just didn't feel like it. But yeah, the art style, the art style's different. And plus, you were kind of into Rebels at the time. Well, you yeah. Had your show. Yeah, I mean, much, much more into Rebels. I mean, Clone Wars is great. Rebels uh, is probably my favorite. But this one, yeah, it, it just didn't, it, it just didn't look particularly good to me. And I can appreciate mm-hmm. different art styles. And I think, you know, even like early Clone Wars, people weren't really happy with the trapezoidal nature no. of that. You know, N64 little, graphic little, chip, you know, but... <laughs> the little chin spike that Ahsoka used to have. Yeah. But it, w- but it was different. It was interesting. And it smoothed out a lot over the years. Um, Rebels, I think, had, you know... The funniest thing about Rebels was the, the clothing. Because it was all like it was just skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't move naturally at all, you know. So Right. That was always kind of a funny sort of a funny thing with that. But anyway. Something I always thought was kinda of odd between Clone Wars and Rebels was the difference in lightsaber size. You ever mm. notice that? No, that's a good shout, because the the sabers and rebels were so skinny. Yeah. Very skinny little beams like and, like awkwardly skinny like yeah it's it's just strange i don't know why they went that route i I mean the clone wars i get a lot of people were like oh they're they're too big it's too much but it's i don't know yeah anyway so we'll be getting into resistance towards the end of the month talking a little bit about that um i think we have a couple of other non-canon books we're gonna look into obviously new jedi order we're gonna continue on down that that road, but there's so many books in that series, it'll take a while. And you know, doing one a month, a third of, of the way through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. 
But to get a little bit further advanced in that, you know, kind of the reason why you sort of met at the beginning of this episode was uh, Agents of Chaos Jedi Eclipse is probably not one of our favorite books. But the real question is, is it better than, um, oh, what was the first, what was the second book in (laughs) life? I should Uh, uh, yes. Um, Dark uh, Tide. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, was it Dark Tide one. Was that the one we we gave a bunch of crap to? I think it was. Although honestly, <laughs> neither were really all that great. But one was worse. Let me Google that real quick. So it it was onslaught. Onslaught. Yeah. Yeah. So it was shimmering. Dark Tide one onslaught. Shimmering. It, Everything's shimmering. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, some things started shimmering in this book, too. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Cut his gaze. I'm going to cut yeah. my gaze to you. Yeah. My, Michael Stackpool, um, after, after Vector Prime, because Vector Prime was really good. Mm-hmm. Onslaught and Ruin were, eh. Hero's Trial... Our last book was, was and that was, was a that was good. yeah, and that was a Han adventure. And yeah, I mean Han notwithstanding, I still thought it was a good good adventure, right? And we this is like a Han advent it's like a Han adventure without Han in this one. It's or Han. yeah, very little Han. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I if we're we're gonna get into spoiler territory, but you know, if if I had to describe this in just like general terms, I would say it's kind of like attempting to be the smart spy espionage, uh, war planning, you know, state office kind of book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you either like that or you don't. Or but you either think like, it's clever or it's not. But it was kind of like weak espionage. <sighs> yeah. It was like espionage for six-year-olds. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, let, let's let's kind of jump in here because, and and I let me also make a note here because we talked about it at the beginning. These books are on Audible. They are abridged. Now, I thought severely. This book is severely yeah. abridged. <laughs> I thought that Heroes Trial, although it was abridged, it felt like it flowed pretty good. Jedi Eclipse, it was a bad, was the bad side of abridging a book. There were yeah. times when it, things seemed very disjointed. It was like a little over three hour runtime, I think, right? Uh, just barely. Yeah, each okay. chapter was about 45, 50 minutes. Yes. And it was, it was, it was odd. So. <laughs> Uh, Heroes Trial, I actually read about three quarters of the book, roughly, yeah. and then I went to the abridged, and I felt like they they did it well. I mean, they just yeah. kind of skipped some unneeded dialogue, but not the actual conversation. They yep. never skipped any conversation. It's just they cleaned it all up. This, I almost felt like going back and reading the book just to see how much they really got rid of. Like, is it really that short of a book, or do they just not know how to abridge properly? Yeah, I just think they just did it poorly, honestly. There were just a lot of things that were were missing from the text. So you can still get these books, and I think Amazon even has a lot of these paperback versions that you can just buy Mm -hmm. for seven, eight bucks. So if you're really interested, 
I, I'm going to say this. I feel like New Jedi Order gets real good down the line. Like, I'm talking about probably star by star on. So I, I would say once we get into star by star, which we have to get through a little bit more until we get there. Let me let me actually check a few of these. Um, yeah, Edge of Victory series. You know what? I, I will say the second Edge of Victory rebirth, excellent cover, uh, but also getting pretty interesting. So I would say from Rebirth on, Star by Star, Dark Journey. Dark Journey is honestly probably one of my favorites. Rebel Dream, that's another really good one. Rebel Stand, Traitor. So yeah, it, it starts to get better the second half. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot of table setting. But anyway, if you want to get the book and read it, cool. If you just want to do the audiobooks on these guys, I mean, it'll get you the general story. It just seems like this one just wasn't done very well. That's kind of why yeah. I hate abridged. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, again, Jedi Eclipse. Uh, we sort of start um, on Jindine as we are evacuating refugees from a Yuzen Vong attack. And this is a fairly common theme throughout this book. So you just want to knock it. Let's just knock out the refugee stuff because it's not really all that interesting to me. Um, yeah. There's basically a, a smuggler's type ring that is taking refugees from uh, uh, <laughs> Republic, New Republic planets, and putting them on planets that are potentially susceptible to using Vong. Because the, the using Vong want slaves. All right. They just do. Yeah. And there's a lot of profiteering in this, that the galaxy is getting very, very dirty very quickly. Uh, we even have a story about some Ren who, you know, are being trans. They, they did a favor. It's like, well, here's some forged documents. Get us the hell out of here. And then, you know, yeah. they're, they're dropped into a nothing planet, Han, you know, and this is where Han Solo and, you know, his, his buddy Droma, uh, you know, do some, do some rescue stuff. But, the the idea of of refugees is very prevalent here because the Yuzen Vong are still in the attack. They're not letting yeah. up, and they're kind of the New Republic is spread pretty thin, which they always have been, and yeah. they don't learn from this. Ultimately, <laughs> at the end of the series, unfortunately, they <laughs> they're a very poorly ran government, and they not don't much about their the chancellor. Well. Not much about the chancellor. No. No, don't want to get into that. <laughs> Where's the leadership? I don't know. We talk about a senator in here, which we'll get to later, but uh, is there a yeah, government? She, <laughs> she she is not a good replacement for a chancellor. <laughs> it's like, where's the government, man? Maybe so, Mon Mothma has been wearing an oogolith all along. Oh, goodness. From the beginning. Well, the thing is, is like in Vector Prime, we got the government. But after that, mm-hmm. it seems like the government just, we're not going to talk about it in these books for yeah. some reason, at least early on. We also get the huts. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> depending on what you think about the huts, they have space, okay? And they are a power, mm-hmm. despite being giant slugs. And Commander Malik Carr and Naminor are just busting things up, making deals with the huts. The huts just want to be able to run their spice 
and control the slave trade. Yeah, they want left alone. They want to know how to avoid using Vong at a risk or yeah. at a cost, essentially. Yes, and obviously the Yuzen Vong don't care about the huts, but they are being, I don't know, a little reasonable, I guess, with them, at least in the beginning here. Uh, we even have one of our huts. Oh, jeez. Which, which one was the hut that was uh, actually coming along with the Yuzen Vong? Oh, yeah, Borga's. Well, Borga was uh, kind of their leader brood, who made the broods, deal. Kinsman or whatever you would call it. I don't know if it was like a son or whatever, but yeah. Do I even care about finding this? Name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You you guys know I forget names like crazy. Uh, any it it really doesn't matter. But we do have a couple of huts. I do remember Gardula the what was it the younger? Yeah. <laughs> Not Gardula the hut. The younger. Yeah. Hut. The the only one that can walk. Yeah, interesting apparently. stuff. <laughs> so we also get the return, by the way, of one of our old Jedi pals, Roo Skitter. He comes back. We find yeah. him. And then he's captured. <laughs> Intentionally. Very quickly. <clears throat> yes. But it is it is kind of a plan. Uh, there's very little intelligence coming in to the Republic about the Yuzen Vong, their movements, their coordination, any of their plans. And Skitter... Targets. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Skitter, he even says in here, he wants to be the knight, or he wants to he wants people to see him A as Jedi the knight. Jedi of old. Yeah. Yeah, the, the knight he wants to be, Jedi of old, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't hate Wu Skitter. I don't. But we no. saw him kind of being... This headstrong, almost angry, easy to take a front in our beginning of this whole story, you know, flyboy type of deal, makes mistakes, but kind of came out on top. And unfortunately, as we get further on here, this captures not great. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Um, and, and realistically, let's also talk about this. This is not a singular storyline. So, like, our last book was very solo-centric. There were some branches, but it was like a main solo adventure. This, this is all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and this, same writer, too, by the way. Same writer wrote both of these mm-hmm. books, just to mention. Um, oh, do I... Uh, I have the book down here. Uh, James Lucino. He wrote both of them. Mm-hmm. So we have we do have a Han story. We have a Skitter story. We have well, we a Leia have an Anakin story. Yeah, we have a Leia story. <laughs> we have an Anakin Jason story. We have a Hut story. We have some stories with the Yuzen Vong. We've got a Senator story. We've got. Oh. We do not, however, have a Luke, Mara, or Jaina story. <laughs> we have Luke's opinion of Centerpoint. We have Jaina yeah. saying, "Well, I could buy spice and nothing on Mara." <laughs> <laughs> let me give you let me give you a, a, a I'll give you one guess as to why I like some of the later books better. Why do you think that is? Because they're centered around Luke Mara and Jaina. <laughs> Specifically Jaina. A lot more Jaina. Yeah. A lot yeah. more Jaina later yeah. on. Um well, anyway. Jaina is probably the best of the three, truthfully. Yeah, we've we talked about that in the past. She's the most balanced. 
She has her flaws. She's still young. But I think she takes some of the best parts of both of them. And I got to tell you, man, I am tired of the constant dogging of Anakin. I am so tired of this. Even Leia at one point. If daddy ain't doing it, big brother Jason is. It's terrible. Let's just talk about the Anakin-Jason, because honestly, this is probably the most interesting part of the book to me. Centerpoint Station, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about the arc. So Centerpoint Station is a weapon. And we get a Corellia that is not just a shipyard like it was in Solo. Like, Corellia mm-hmm. is a real place with real people. It's not just a you know, crap hole like it, it had been under the Empire. And Centerpoint Station is a very powerful weapon. And there are some ties mm-hmm. to Abeloth later down the line. There's a lot of ties mm-hmm. to this station. And to be honest with you, we could, we might dive a little bit deeper in this episode, but there, there's going to be a time where we have to deep, dig deeper into this. There's even a story from when Anakin and Jason were kids where Anakin technically avoided a disaster at center point, which makes him the focal point of it now because the station has imprinted on him. with it. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. A technological yeah. station that only answers to Anakin Solo. It senses your brain waves. It molds to your hand when yeah. you touch the controls. Yeah, that was Why? a little that was a little Why weird. would they set it up that way? It gives I don't you know. gives you a special joystick. Touch it. <laughs> touch it, Annie. It's, touch it. It feels perfect in my hand. <laughs> like it was made for my hand. Like it was made for me. So <laughs> around this time, the New Republic is trying to get the Yuuzhan Vong to attack Corellia because they feel that this weapon could potentially turn the tide. They can get the ships in there. We can get rid of the Davin vassals. We can, we can defeat them if they oh. go to Corellia. However, the Yuuzhan Vong kind of already know that that's happening, and we'll get into that here in a second. I know we're bouncing around. I just want to keep with Jason and Jana, or Jason and <laughs> Anakin. Because there's some interesting things going here back and forth between them. Anakin is really trusting his brother. Mm-hmm. Looking to him for advice. And Jason is just being this combative D-bag again. Combative. As I think I usually... said, I think I tried to say combative. I think I said combative. Combative. And it's like, yeah. will you just please grow up a little bit, Jason? Well, it it even gets to the point where. You know, you start this conversation going into the chapter and Jason's just dogging him like, no, we shouldn't. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, this this is a powerful weapon. This is a lightsaber on steroids. You know, yeah. we're, we're going to destroy the universe. And Anakin's like, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I'm not arguing with you one bit. Yeah. Uncle Luke, what do you think about it? <laughs> what Uncle Luke thinks? Is I agree you with you, to too. Being a child. <laughs> Yeah, but ultimately towards the end, and we'll get to this as we move down a little bit, there's a decision that Jaina... Dang, I keep going. Uh, uh, terrible. No, 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 no. Jason Jaina only wants spice in this episode. Uh, this episode, this book. She's a wild one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jason essentially makes this alt- life-altering decision for Anakin because Anakin looks to his brother for this advice. He needs to know... A little bit more. So anyway, I, I there was a part in here where even Leia dogs Anakin a bit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, please stop. 
there is nothing wrong with this kid. He could be what better than all done? of them. Truthfully, I mean, he's actually one of the most talented force user. He's when you the, think about it, he's, the he's more in tune with the force with <laughs> than any of them. Well, he's the one that came up with the linked piloting. Yeah. And he, 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 he is the Avar Chris. Lever. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Parallels. Yeah. So there were three. Remember, three Jedi in there. We had Avar. We had uh-huh. um, uh, uh, Rios. Uh, I'm forgetting. Uh, this is really bad. We just went over this not too long ago. Uh, let me look up their names yeah. so that I can actually uh, remember their names because that's really, really annoying. And I was like, hey, this guy is really cool. You know, you remember that? <laughs> this is so dumb. Yeah, I remember him, but I don't know his <laughs> This is so dumb. We are the worst people for remembering names. We truly are. Even for something we're this passionate about. Imagine us trying to learn your name in person. We're going to forget it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. um, But we had this. This is not easy for me to find either. Uh, But we had this trio of Jedi, you know, that were all friends. They grew up in the temples together. And... It's kind of the same here where Anakin is kind of like the Avar Chris of this group. Mm-hmm. And the others, well, I mean, Jason's really nobody. He's kind of... <laughs> I don't really want to... It's, it's weird. It's like a cool version of the concept of the Force Dyad. Yes. It's, yeah. it's just a cooler version of it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, gosh, I really gotta yeah, find. No, I gotta. Every, I have to find these names because people are people are shouting at me. I can hear them. All the Stellan Geos. That's one. That's one. There's another one here. Oh uh, man, what is it? He was the coolest one too. He wasn't the coolest one. Nah, he might have been the coolest. He could be the coolest one. He was one of my favorites. But he came up with Force Rain. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. We remember what he did. We just can't remember his yeah. flipping name. Yes. Uh, why can't I? Do you not remember this guy's name either? No. <laughs> Gosh, no. it doesn't help when I'm under fire either, because like I'm, I'm really, I'm struggling. I have a names list and I can't pick it out. This is really stupid. Oh, I'm no, no, I can't do the names list. I can't pick it out either. I'm terrible about that. Elzar man. Elzar. I knew there was a Z in it. Yeah, so, yes. Stellan Geo, Savar, Chris, Elzar, man. But it is an interesting parallel here because, again, like our High Republic Jedi, these Jedi have their own things as well. But the interesting parallel with the, you know, of our being able to have this symphony of music of of the Force and, and organize people, whereas in a somewhat smaller scale, Anakin also did that. This kid is talented. He might technically be more talented than his siblings but he's like the baby of the bunch and they his dad's dogging on him for things that he can't control his mom's dogging on him for a potential choice he made that she's not sure if he did or not at some point you got to trust this kid and by the way can we just acknowledge it is so nice it's such a breath of fresh air not to have han angry at anakin oh seriously dude (laughs) But it is I, so nice. I, we'll get back to Han because there are some things that I'm not real happy about with Han either. But mm-hmm. so Anakin, Jason, they're going to center point. Um, Leia is kind of in with the military, sort of through much of this, doing her Leia thing. 
Yeah, Han is attempting to rescue refugees. He's sort of doing his own mission, still doing his solo thing. The Yuz and Vong, like we said, they're planning with the Huts. They're planning on taking over some, you know, different planets. And we have a couple of planets here that we had talked about. Um, let's see. Well, y- you know what? Before we get there, you want to talk about Hapes? Want to talk about uh, yeah. Leia's yeah. Uh, former lover? <laughs> oh, yeah, former lover. Not really, but the one that she probably would should have married or could have married. <laughs> and even acknowledges it slightly. Yeah, so <laughs> Prince Isolder, who, uh, if you look up some of his art, he looks like such a 90s tool. <laughs> like a Fabio-looking whatever. Very kind of weird culture. Um yeah, they're Hades. like they're high class, diplomatic, polite barbarians. And then they Pirates. have duels. I mean hand to hand like combat duels, not like duels to the death. Yeah. So when somebody calls you out, you have this this duel. You beat the crap out of them. Yeah. <laughs> Roundhouse to the face. Yes. Yeah. So the the prince is actually challenged here because like the prince is, is trying to support the Republic, but there are a lot of people in their, in their planet that don't really want to support the public. They're kind of isolationist a bit. And in order to settle this, we have a good old fashioned Walker, Texas Ranger kickboxing match. You have insulted my honor. Allow me to take my glove off and smack you with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That whole thing was interesting. His mother uh, talking with Leia. I mean, well, you could have married my son. It would have been pretty cool. Uh, and he's married to a night sister. That's completely glossed over, but and I find that kind of cool. Hey, man, is what it is. You marry who you marry. Just talk I like to Quint- Quinlan, I like- Quinlan Voss about all that. <laughs> I like my dad, Amir. What can I say? <laughs> well realistically the the time on the planet is pretty short-lived you know Mm -hmm. prince wins the duel they support the republic they launch their fleet and and away we go and they regret it (laughs) let's also talk about one other thing here too leia has a force vision so we are seeing Mm -hmm. more of leia's force sensitivity and she sees ships being blown up she sees a like a disaster people dying Mm -hmm. And that does come to pass. I mean, it was real. It did come to pass. So, I mean, I there are other books out there that explore her force sensitivity more. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like that we get to see a little bit of that in this series. Yeah, it's nice the main series that she's not portrayed as this weak, bumbling woman who just doesn't know what she's doing because we get that in some star wars truthfully and it's frustrating because that's never been leia it never has (laughs) no um and and i'm cool with exploring people's doubts like you know like bloodlines kind of doubt sensitivity all that's fine with me but when you make someone look incompetent for no reason other than to be saved i have an issue with that yeah regardless of the character 
Yeah, and I mean Leia's Leia's always been extremely strong in a lot of the media we have, so it's it's you know it's good. To, but again, I like the fact that we're getting a little bit of this force sensitivity here, even if it's just a vision. Little things, yeah, right. You know, uh, we we, we got to walk before we can float in space and not suffocate. Yeah, very true. Got to learn. Uh, well, I guess we can talk a little bit about Wooth here because he is. <laughs> sequestered along with Roa. He's back. He survived mm-hmm. the Good old giant <laughs> sucky worm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we have some Ren as well, and they are taking care of a younger war coordinator. Massaging How are they taking his, care of it? Massaging his tentacles, <laughs> letting him yeah. move his tentacles all over you and touch you sometimes. And, uh, you know, we're in a what? nutrient bath. Hentai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, hey, James, you know, I, I, I don't know, dude, but it seemed a little creepy to me. Was the most awkward part of the book for you, I, I'm sure it is, because it was for me, when they're having these normal conversations about how to escape while they're just caressing the tentacles yeah. of the mosque. <sighs> yes. You, stroke that tentacle. The war coordinator needs to be soothed. Yeah, stroke that tentacle. Yeah, it was... Anyway, so they're taking care of a war coordinator, and and Ruth's big idea here is that he is going to plant an idea in the war coordinator's head that the hut that is on board is planning on betraying the commander of the ship. And conversely, the Wren, who have been called in by the hut for their... Uh, fortune telling abilities, Tell, which is a yeah. bunch of crap. They're planning in the hut's head that the Usenvong are going to betray him. Sounds good, right? Except the war coordinator, as soon as he feels Ruth putting an idea in his head, realizes that he's a flipping Jedi and lets everybody mm-hmm. know about it. Which I'm surprised it took him that long. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Good plan. Not well thought out. I guess. No. <laughs> so, I, I and I, you know, there's a lot of things if we, we can go a little bit towards the end of it, but Wooth, unfortunately, doesn't make it out of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, however, in, get... In quite spectacular fashion, actually. <laughs> I, I will say, let, 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 let's, let me build another layer here, and then we'll, we'll get to that, because, yeah, I... I it's it's kind of hard not to blow a storyline completely the entire way gone, but we also have Kip back, Kip Duran back, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. uh, Ganner, you know, Ganner, yeah, stupid name, Ganner, <laughs> stupid name guy. Um, I was trying to get his last name. I actually thought I pulled it up, but apparently I didn't actually pull it up. <laughs> Ganner's last name, yeah. Rylos or there you go sounds good something like that yeah I mean that yeah sure sounds 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 yeah. solid uh well okay I guess we don't get to just open the next open the closed tab that I closed accidentally whatever <laughs> so I think that. I think that adding in Kip here was was good. Good to see Kip's mm-hmm. dozen 
real original name for his his group of uh, no, pilots. No longer Avengers. <laughs> oh, that's right. They were yeah. they were the Avengers. I had forgotten about that. Dang. And and Ganner's Gen- still with them. They're still buddying around the galaxy, you know, partnering up, doing their thing. And they intersect this story because they 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 do arrive on the ship that's holding Wooth and and some of the other uh, prisoners. And just to end Wooth's sort of storyline, yeah, he's he's been tortured pretty pretty badly. I will say though, recently I was doing a book with with Chase over at These Are the Voyages and. I do not like graphic torture. I don't like it at all. Like it mm-hmm. turns me completely away. It's gross. I don't want to think about it. In this one though, they didn't they didn't describe it. They did the fade to black thing. They did the implied that he's really screwed up. And even when when Kip finds Wooth, he's like, well, his legs were like kind of turned the wrong way and his arms are like, you know, they're all weird and stuff. So Yeah. But he's been broken. Basically, and he's mm-hmm. dying, um, which is which is sad, because effectively his mission was kind of not really well done. Yeah, kind of useless. Yeah, unfortunately. Rest easy, brother. You did a good. You did a job. <laughs> <laughs> you did a thing. Yeah, and I think I think I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this. What do you think of Luke's Jedi here? To this point, Undi- I mean, undisciplined, unorganized, not properly taught the ways of the force. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, you have way too many philosophies in his order. The fact that there can be a schism at any point, you know. It, uh, well, it it, it kind of imagining goes... as imagining that in the High Republic. Or what are they calling it now? The fall of the Jedi error. <laughs> you know the prequel the, era. The prequel yeah. era, but that's not what we're allowed to call it anymore. <laughs> but no, I mean you that was a unified Jedi under a religion that they followed strictly. They might have all interpreted it slightly differently, but they all had a base to follow. And these people don't. They don't know why they are even Jedi, I feel like. I mean, yeah. half of them don't. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I have my problems with the Council. I have my problems with the Jedi in general, like how they how they take away connection. Mm-hmm. And I think with Luke, part of the issue is, is that he knows that the prior Jedi failed. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of cool things from the High Republic, but I mean, they're doing some experimentation They're They're not necessarily bound in the confines of any rigidity as it kind of happened within the prequel era. There is some lingering connection and everything and some jokes made about it. Like, well, I mean, yeah, we're not supposed to have connections, but we're totally going to kiss later. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, come on, Avar and Elzar. We all know what's up. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but I, 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 I've always had the thing with Luke. He's, he's very powerful. He's very in tune. He's, he's God tier Jedi, mm-hmm. but is he a great teacher? 
And I no. think that, yeah, I think that that's kind of a question that this series he's a, sort of... He's a warrior, you know? Yes, yeah. Well, think about who taught him. The last of that prior collapse of Jedi, whatever the hell you want to call it, but that prior run of Jedi before the Empire took over. And that's all mm-hmm. they knew. I mean, that's what Obi-Wan knew. That's what, Yo- well, I mean, Yoda should know better because he lived through much more, but... I mean, that's what Obi-Wan knew. I mean, he was a warrior, and in a lot of ways, so was Yoda. They they fought wars. Um, mm. And that's who taught Luke. And, and in a time really of conflict. Past that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You, he's he's always been used as a weapon. He doesn't know anything else basically. but to be used as a weapon. From the moment he had to confront his father to the moment he was fighting Abeloth, he's been nothing but a weapon. <laughs> Now, I will say this, though, you know, and and I think we've never really properly discussed it. What would you do different? Because at the end of the day, he I think he realizes that the old way failed for a reason. And maybe I will give you what I know and you need to go out and figure out your own path because he's not he does. He's not seemingly overly concerned with the path anybody takes. And should he be? Should he be though? Because you know, with the with the older uh, style, that's all they did. They structured it like every step you did what the council did, you know, so on and so forth. So I don't know, man. I I think that he's probably a little off the reservation, but he is trying something different. However, I think what a you know you have some Jedi ahead. who like Wooth didn't really think this stuff out too well and weren't really well equipped. But I think on the converse side, like Kip, Kip's pretty good. I mean, Kip, he's mm-hmm. not like, he's not the most powerful Jedi out there. And, he, you know, he, he even said that there are some issues. And I don't think it's with teaching. I just think it's with his attunement that he can't, some, some force abilities don't come naturally to him. And some mm-hmm. do. But he has been able to provide a good support for things. And I think Ganner if he lets go of his arrogance and some of his anger, he would be right up there too. But you know, again, those are learning things and Luke's one master. I don't think you can have that much of a hand forever. You, you cannot be a master to that many students, unfortunately. And the only masters you have are Mara and him. Well, Mara really hasn't been able to do anything because of this disease. It's just now being cured. So it's like you see all these people that he has trained. He has trained them all, but very early on threw them out and said, you know what, figure out your own path, represent our creed well. Represent. Go do your own thing. Throw the Jedi gang signs up. (laughs) But, like, they actually focus on, I mean, he focuses on his nephews and niece. He truly trains them from a young age, but he doesn't do that with the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the main thing I see with Luke is it's kind of like watching you have extremely strict parents growing up. You know, they're they're down your throat all the time, constantly berating you, and then you go and do a complete 180 and you don't discipline your children because you don't want them to hate you and you do things completely different. And there's no middle ground. You know, you, you 
you go from one extreme to the other, and it doesn't help anybody. Sure. And that's unfortunately what we're seeing with Luke, I think. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be overly critical because there are some good Jedi here, but there, there are definitely some, including, you know, Wooth that probably needed a little bit more time, like yeah. one-on-one time. But I yeah. think you're right. Too many students, not enough masters. Yeah, and you have some Jedi like Corn who he can take Corn you give him and actually and actually apply it and go his own way and make his own decisions and be an adult about it. But you're dealing yeah. with a lot of children. Most what of about Kyle Katarn? Are... We don't need to no. talk about him yet. No, but one day we will. No, Kyle. We will will talk about it one day. Yes, the day after we talk about... (laughs) Da-da-da-da-da-da. Not saying her name. (laughs) Terrible, terrible person. Anyway, all right. So let's let's continue. Let's continue on the path here. So Wooth is is left behind. He's he's severely hurt. Kip and, and Ganner save the other refugees, one of which is... Uh, she was a cousin to uh, to Han's buddy, right? Droma. No, I believe that was I believe that was sister. Sister. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Cousin. Sister. Whatever. Yeah. The the <laughs> the sister's child is saved, but she's left behind. Okay. Yeah. In the initial attack of the beginning of the book. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's some good. However, we have like a big old space battle. Using Vong, mm-hmm. you know, the Dirty Dozen, New Republic Forces, Round Corellia, and we go into, again, and back... And well, Yeah, yeah. And back to probably the more interesting part here is Anakin's... Anakin's <laughs> oh, my God, I hated that so much. I did, too. Oh, dude, I, I am <laughs> so glad you remember that because I forgot... Oh, it bugs me yeah. so much. Pronunciations, because we didn't we just didn't we just talk about this with with Mark Thompson, or was that I've been reading so many books lately and listening to so many audiobooks, I they all they've all blended in. But if it wasn't, it, it was the it was the young teens novel, I believe. They'd made some very bad pronunciations for Wookies and whatnot. Uh, Kasha Eek, you know stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, there was some. Wi- no, I, I think that was no, Light of the that Jedi. Was, that was Jedi Order, actually. Yeah, that was uh, Agent. Yeah, it was, was Agents uh, of Chaos. <laughs> oh, was that Agents of Chaos that was in? Yeah, that was. Uh, that you're right. Yeah. You're right. Hundred yeah. percent. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I was so angry about that. Uh, and yeah. this one, Anakin, Anakin, run, Anakin. I will. I will it's one thing you. to pronounce a name that no one has ever said in the movies. That's ah, fine. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that we pronounce poorly in these books. Oh, I know for that. Sure. 100%. But Anakin? Where yeah. have you heard Anakin? That was that was <laughs> annoying uh, to Are me. Are you but, even a fan? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I, I had completely forgotten. So back at Center Point Station, Anakin is going through this moral dilemma. We find out that he had the ability to use center point station basically like a scalpel. He would have been able to direct its energy weapon to destroy the Yuzen Vong. But should he? 
should a Jedi become offensive? Do or it. should or should they only be defensive? Or was this a defensive move? What am I what am I supposed to do? And he do asked it. Jason. And Jason yes. And didn't that bug you so much? <laughs> n- n- not really, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I uh, love it bugged me because of what Anakin says after the fact. I'm with you. I'm with you there, but I there the siblings bond, especially between Anakin and Jason, has been strained. They fight about a lot mm-hmm. of things because they have different philosophies. And this is Anakin reaching out his hand to his brother saying, I need your help. I can't make this decision alone. And unfortunately, Jason makes the wrong decision. And I'm going to say that he Mm -hmm. makes the wrong decision because what happens next, and we haven't talked about the character yet, but we have a solo cousin, uh, Mm -hmm. Sal. Well, uh, was it Thracken Sal solo? Yeah. We're talking about solo family, man, which is, Uh which is actually kind of cool because in the movies it takes out any, any family. It's just, well, especially in Han Solo. <laughs> Solo. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's nothing. But in this, he actually has a family or some family. And Sal... Quite estranged, but... Well, yeah. Estranged, but... <laughs> right. But, you know, Sal here is, is on center point. And when Anakin doesn't do it, he takes over and does. However, the issue is, is that he not only destroys the Yuzen Vong ship, but he destroys most, if not all, of the Happian fleet as well. And this is what the prince brought along. It was just, first of all, what a, a we- what a weapon. I mean... I mean, this, this rivals the Death Star quite a bit. This is a terrible, terrible weapon. It... And it's, you know, we keep hearing about, oh, this is just going to disable their hyperdrives. Yeah. That's all it's going to do. It disables them by blowing them up, apparently, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And and to your point, and we, again, we kind of talked about this a little bit already, but what Anakin then says towards the end of the book is that he could have, he could have guided this weapon. Mm-hmm. He could have. He saw exactly where he had to fire. He yeah. knew he could do it. He and didn't he didn't call on Jason for help because he didn't feel like he could make the shot. It's a question of should I make this shot whether it will hit or not, you know. Right. What are the repercussions? Yeah, and, and unfortunately it, it continues to go back into their their battle that they had at the very beginning of the series, the morality of a Jedi. What mm-hmm. does a Jedi do? Because again, like in Vector Prime, Jason was all like, oh man, we just got to be like monks and stay away from everybody and just be nonviolent. And then it's like, yeah, but how can we just do that? You know? So in my opinion, Jason makes the wrong decision. And in turn, then Anakin makes the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. They had to do something. There's no way around it. They had to do something. But what happened is much more destruction than had to be. However, interestingly enough, Isolder is accepting of this. Yeah. Yeah. Very oddly. <laughs> yeah. 
I did think it was a little odd. And honestly, it's at least by what he says, it is probably going to wind up pushing his people into an isolationist status. But they took care of this threat. Okay, fine. I don't know, man. That seemed a little strange. It's like, oh, yeah, your husband's cousin just killed, you know. Yeah. At at least 10,000 of my people, but it's okay. It's okay, because I love you secretly. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Well, um, I guess we're kind of getting towards the end here. And we kind of have a bit of a communication between Han and Leia. Han reveals that he was out there, and he was actually very close to this blast. And he thought it was, uh, what was it, the sun? Like, the he thought the Yuzen Vong had, like, blown a up sun the sun or something, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, and Leo is surprised he's there. Han's surprised this. They're both surprised. They're not really communicating. That exchange, I didn't care for. I it. hated it. I hated it. <laughs> because they're still, like, apart. Like, Han's just going to keep doing his thing. And, and, and Droma's gone. Well, no. No, truthfully, because Han's even like, so are you going to be home? Oh, you're not? Well, there's no reason for me to come back. What about the your kids flipping off. kids, man? They're like teenagers. Kids are all off doing their own thing, being Jedi. They're not there either. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Han's kind of all alone, unfortunately. And I don't know. It's... It's tough because they all have their own jobs to do. Leia's got a lot of responsibility on her shoulders, but they just... This is the kind of stuff that if you actually canonized it, you would see why they split up in the movies. Well, let, let me ask you, you this. See it. Yeah, true, but let me ask you this. What if Leia becomes Chancellor and Han actually does the thing as a general? Like, they actually take responsibility for the Republic. They're going to be in closer proximity in that, but they both yeah. have like larger duties. Now Han's never been that guy, and Leia has always seemed reluctant to be like the where the buck stops, even though she should be. But like, what if what if that happened? General Solo doing his thing, uh, Princess Leia or Ch- uh, Chancellor Leia, just like live up I to think, your I legend. Think something you would. I think something you would see happen is Han would not follow the rules and Leia would have to eventually deal with that. But well, I think that it would be epic. It'd be so epic. <laughs> it's what they deserve. It's what yeah. they need to be. It's what the Republic needs. Yeah, and that, that's, that's what's always bothered me so much is that we know what the Republic needed for this time period and it just never quite materialized. They just never did it. It's like, but why? I mean, why would you even in Canon? So let's talk about like aftermath. I'm sorry. Mon Moth was, was not a very good chancellor after the, no. uh, you know, the, the events of the empire. She didn't handle it well. And she darn near died. You know, and if it would have been Leia in that position, I don't know. I think things would have been different. You know, it went, went. Why is it that Leia we can't would not have tried to demilitarize? Well, at least not completely, right? <laughs> but yeah. 
why can't we ever get to a point where we just have the ending of a book, of a movie, of something be where things come together as they should? Like, I get it. You have to have drama. You have to have intrigue. This is a long series, and there's much more to come. But I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, like, at some point, let the pieces fall where they have to. Like, let let them just fall and just... It's, work off that. I think it's frustrating because we love these characters and we want to see them happy and we never really get to see that. Yeah. You know, I mean, truthfully going through these series, do you think either Han or Leia are truly happy? You know, they have a family that is broken, divided. Luke is yeah, not a now. Grandmaster Jedi with a wife who for the first four books is dying. Mm-hmm. and he's struggling as a master, and none of the Jedi are really showing him the respect he deserves, and he feels like he's a failure in that respect. And these are all characters that, you know, growing up, they were our heroes, and we hate to see them go through that. It's a psychological thing, I think, but right. it's like, well, what you said, Luke got to fulfill his potential. He got to become a grandmaster. He did amazing things. And Han and Leia just kept struggling. They kept struggling and never really got to reach their full potential, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. But, I mean, there's a lot more to this series, and and I don't want to, like, bring the, the party down because there, there's a ton. There's so much more here. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's it's just um, it's just weird. It, 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 it's just kind of a weird way to end the book. There's still so many uh, what-ifs mm-hmm. right now, and it's, it's still very much up in the air. Um, anything else we want to talk about? For, from this book, or we think we're good for ratings? I mean, there's stuff for the... There's the Vicky Shesh good, stuff. Yeah, good. I, I just I just thought about the two. So Vicky, Vicky Shesh is a senator. Uh, for, uh, uh, let's see. Where is she from? Uh, Kuwait. That's how I'm going to say it. Vicky um, will be here a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily... Well, no, we can go into a little bit of it, but I don't want to go into the entire history. But, uh, sh- well, you know what? Screw it. This series is old. Vicky becomes <laughs> a giant collaborator with the Yuzen Vong. In this book, she actually betrays the Republic's plan for Corellia. Mm-hmm. Well, to a hut that then passes it off to the Yuzen Vong, but that was her intention. She also sort of attempted to aid the Yuzen Vong in the recapture of um, the double agent from the last book, but that was... She didn't know the whole plan, but she will be back throughout this series as a collaborator. Mm -hmm. And I guess the very end of this book is her 
meeting with a particular somebody who is wearing a very interesting wink wink suit that fits him like I don't know what like skin or something whatever he said or some weird yeah. crap. Hey, well, do you have Bam. any of those for ladies? Oh, we have them for everybody. Why, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> it was really... that. That's kind of where we get into the espionage part of the yeah. book, which isn't all that good. I mean, it's super cheesy. I mean... Well, interesting enough, you have a Yuzin Vong on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. And, a, and an Oogleth Mascure. You know, I mean... And it's the first time. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, v- Vicky basically is lining up to be, you know, a collaborator. By her logic, she doesn't see how the Republic can win, and she wants to be on the winning side. But she has zero idea how bad the winning side could be if it's the Yuzen Vong. So, uh, eh, yeah, that's as much as I'm going to go in uh, to with her character. I think it was kind of a meh sort of thing, but you're always going to have collaborators and so forth within these sort of things. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's Vicky. It'll matter more when we actually see some motivation behind why she betrays the Republic. So word. All right. Ready for uh, ratings. What do you got? Sure. Out of 10. How many, how many millennium Falcons out of, out of 10? Or do we want to do five? What did we decide no, we on books? Do, we're doing 10 on this one. <laughs> well, no, I mean, d- don't books norm- normally go out of five? Because that's what we did for light, right? Typically. Let's, yeah, do, typically. let's do out of five. Uh, you can do fractions. You can do point I know, decimals. I know. It's cool. I'm going to say that this book gets a 3.5. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I'm just... Yeah, I'm just really not all that. I would have given it about roughly a six. No, dude, out of five. Five, not out of ten. No, no, I'm just saying that it would have been easier. It wouldn't have seemed so harsh. Okay, I I understand. Six out of ten doesn't seem as harsh as being in the threes. I actually thought you would have rated it lower than a three. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I didn't hate the book. There was still, I mean, center point was the best part of the book. Truthfully. Okay. Sure. And that raised the number up quite a bit. If it wasn't for center point, it'd be like a two. It's just not Understand. a great book, honestly. Um Yeah, just because of center point, it piqued my interest and you know, I haven't really gone through all the old stuff much lately, and I'd kinda like to go through and read that calamity, everything that went down there. So I don't know. It's just not a whole lot to really say about the book. It's just a meh book. It really yeah. is. Sure. So, yeah, three and a half. Yeah, and, and I'll agree. It does provide you with some things to look up later. Uh, but it does fall kind of flat. I think there's too many storylines going on and not enough intrigue within those. You either like spy stuff and, and like the planning of things or you don't. There is some action, but... I don't think it's as singularly represented as in other books. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and and even if we're just talking about just the Agents of Chaos, uh, the first book was way better than this one. I mean... It was. I have nothing else to say other than that. So as far as rating... Especially for a Han-centric couple of books. 
Yeah, it no doubt. Felt like Han was barely in it. Yeah, for sure. So if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably be at like a three point two five. Yeah. You know, I think that that's that's fine for that. Well, buddy, anything else we want to talk, Adam, about before we wrap her up? Just get ready to be super nerdy next week. It's comic time. Yeah. I'm kind of really excited about it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And if any of you would like to get any, you know, theories in before that or, you know, want to talk about this book or anything, make sure to follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, uh, Twitter at TC Plan Podcast. Um uh, that's all that we do social media wise, I guess. Uh, or send us a send us a you know an email, just a good old fashioned nice little email uh, to tcplanpodcastgmail.com. We'd love to hear any of your theories or likes, dislikes, any of that sort of good stuff about anything in the Star Wars universe, and we will talk about it. Uh, but I think that that's about it for this week. So you guys have a great rest of your week, and as always, may the force be with you.